yo, welcome to the Fantasy Bros NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Jason. Joining me with his visual background there, baby Jake. <coughs> Jake, how we doing? Doing great, bro. Where you doing at, man? Great. Colorado, Wyoming? Wish I was, I'd say. Up at that peak right here. This is, I believe, in Yosemite. Yosemite. Um, you have been there, haven't you? Earlier this year, I'd say. Got those nice visual effects. You had to give me that rainbow drop. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. So, were you able to watch any football out there, or what's going on? Uh, yeah, I mean, that was definitely off the grid there, up up in the mountains there. So, yeah, it was way way off the mark. Not able to watch any sort of TV up there. Okay. Which was peaceful. You're going to keep this shit going. Why not? All right, so Jake's actually sitting three feet away from me right now, but uh, and we watched all the games together today, or Red Zone at least. So what are you thinking, man? What are your thoughts on your lineups? Wasn't pleased with too many of them. I got lucky and had a lineup that was carrying some Vikings, lads. So that was a blessing. I had a nice little Kirk Cousins double sack with the two best receivers they had today, scoring-wise, Thielen and Osborne. Osborne had himself a game. <clears throat> Got the game-winning touchdown in overtime. It went full beast mode. It was amazing. That's right. Yeah, I didn't do so hot today. I'll have to check this last lineup. I did have a Dak, CD Lamb, Amari Cooper double stack. That went to overtime we were watching. Mm-hmm. Looks like CD scored the game-winning touchdown, so we'll have to see how that lineup finished. But let's take a look at our DraftKings lineup that we drafted yesterday. So we did this last night on the live stream. We broke down some of the plays that we like going into the lineup, or going into the slate, I should say. And then we built a cash game lineup. We threw it in the massive $25 double up, and we're going to review that today. Look at what we like, what we maybe regret, and what we can do better next week. So, Jake, what are your thoughts here? Looks like the winning score was 222. Obviously, in a double up, you only have to finish in the top half. We only scored a 126. Usually, we're shooting for about 150 in a double up to have a chance at the money. Well, Jake, what are your thoughts here? We ended up being in the money even. I don't know if we can see the cash line here. Let's see. 134 maybe? Okay. I'm thinking that's the money line. So we were close to it, Dang. but... A lot closer than I thought. Yeah, that's... Still, you want to be in that like 150 range. I mean, this week 135 would have got it done. So I guess there were a lot of people that were kind of on the same bad beats as we were. Um, going into the week, it looked like Heineke and Lamar Jackson were going to be the two most heavily owned quarterbacks. Neither of them got there. Heineke has a little snowflake here, and Lamar only had 13 points. So from a point-per-dollar value, Heineke actually outperformed Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. When you come down, we were high on Jonathan Taylor, who's number one rated running back in our model last night. He had himself a game 31.8. Devontae Booker, this was a guy I thought would be more heavily owned. He came in only at 3.8%. Earlier in the week when Saquon was ruled out, I really thought he'd get into that 20-25% ownership. But throughout the week with more news, CEH getting ruled out, Nick Chubb getting ruled out, Damian Williams getting ruled out, I guess some of those other running backs became a little more popular. And sometimes I wonder if these injuries happened in reverse order, if maybe the ownership would be looking a little different. But regardless, 10.9, I mean that's not terrible for that price, but it's not quite going to get it done. Devontae Adams, this is what got us. We built the lineup and we had enough cash left over that we came back and we put in Devontae Adams. But Jake had mentioned earlier that he really liked Cooper Cup. Cup had he had to have close to 40 points. Cup, yeah, I think he ended up with 36. 36, I think he had 37 at one point even. So 
Either way, yeah. quite a bit more than the 12.9, and you could get him at 7.8 versus the 9. So we could have saved some cash, played him like you were on. You know, we just – some mm -hmm. coin flip there. You have the money to get up to Adams, you get up to him. Um, Brandon Cooks, he did fine. 17.9 coming in under 6K. That's a fine play. T. Higgins, this guy was pretty heavy chalk. Look here, 32.6%, especially for a receiver. Yeah. Running backs, that's not uncommon when you have an injury for running backs to carry that sort of ownership. But for a receiver – quite a bit doesn't really scare me away in cash lineups but this is scary when he's only scoring seven points mm -hmm. moving on down ricky seals 56 percent owned a lot of lineups we noticed were running to ricky seals jones and a travis kelsey, kelsey. Yeah, yeah two tight ends to get unique but when everyone does it it's not that unique i don't think kelsey had a very good game do you have 12 points or so i think he had uh 17 17 he himself there towards the end of that game so that's a good cash play anytime you can get that many points from a tight end you're looking good um, Ricky Seals, though, he got his 15. That's a good play. And then we played Kareem Hunt. He was the chalk, 62% owned. He ended up sustaining an injury and only getting 10.8 points. Now, in some of my other lineups, I had Kareem Hunt. And for the lineups that I wasn't in the cash going into the late games, I swapped him out. So I actually did pretty okay. I had Cortland Sutton in quite a few of them, and I even got CeeDee Lamb into one of them, and he had himself a great game. So I was able to avoid this in a lot of my lineups. But for the lineup we built last night, I wasn't going to touch it. 10.8, went out with an injury. And then the Vikings defense, defense is a crapshoot. We just wanted to be a little different than the Detroit Lions. So Minnesota came in at 7% own. I'm fine with that. They got us nine points. It's a good defense. So we just missed the cash line there. I mean, the process is fine. Maybe we get off Devontae Booker, get someone a little more heavily owned. Maybe we go down from Adams to Cooper Cup. And that's it. That's all we got to do. We saved $1,800 to get down to Cup, and maybe we play that DeAndre Swift, Daryl Henderson, one of the running backs in that range that we really liked, Joe Mixon. All three of them had yeah. fine days, and we liked all three of them. So maybe we go that route. But hindsight's twenty twenty. It's easy to see where you screwed up. I don't know. You got any thoughts on this, Jake? No, for sure. I mean, out of our lineup, that's really the only thing that we even contemplated, I feel like. I mean, we had Cup originally, and then yeah, I switched it out, and... Exactly what you said. We could have upgraded Booker to a bigger, better $6,000 running back, somewhere in that range, and probably would have cashed, but it is what it is. Yep. No doubt. Did you have any other lineups going today? Um, Some of my other ones I was rolling with, I had a Chiefs double stack. I know that. I ran some Mahomes. I feel like he had to be fairly high with ownership, at least. Some Lamar. Uh, a lot of Daryl, Darrell Henderson going. Ran a double sack with the Rams. That's the one that I'm really shocked I didn't do so hot. I had Stafford, but I just had him with the wrong receiver, of course. I had <laughs> Mr. Bobby Trees and Van That's Jefferson. how it usually goes. Yeah, so it's like... How'd Van Jefferson do? I don't think he did hardly anything. Yeah, 4.9. So. Yeah, he was pretty high in the model, but that's a guy that I don't really like playing unless I'm stacking him with the mm -hmm. quarterback. And, I mean, even then, you just need him to catch one long ball to return value. But if it doesn't happen, it looks like a bad play. Yeah, I'm looking here at my Dak Prescott lineup. Um, let's see. Dak, Mixon, Javante, Keenan Allen. Yeah, where I went wrong is I played Keenan Allen and Marquise Brown. I really, really liked that game, so I wanted to get pieces of that in all my lineups. But Keenan Allen only had 10, and Marquise Brown only had 7.5. I 
And when you're playing those players with the ownership that they had mm-hmm. and they don't get there, then it kind of drags the rest of your lineup down. So the Dak lineup did end up being in the money, but I don't know. I really just needed that to break even this week. <laughs> Not enough money, but it was pretty good. So let's pop over here and take a look at our Fantasy Labs. This is not really a nice feature that Fantasy Labs offers also. It is a contest dashboard so you can look at the results from contests and you can see and it doesn't look like it's been updated just yet but throughout the week you can come in and check and you can see the 20 percent 10 percent and top one percent of lineups within a particular contest and you can see the ownership percentage of specific players so i was like checking this on mondays and just seeing which players were in winning lineups were they heavily owned were they low owned what kind of combination just trying to look for trends that we can use moving forward, but it doesn't appear that that's been updated yet. So we don't really have anything to look at there. So Jake, what are your thoughts on the overall slate, man? I was kind of depressed from the day. I didn't feel like there's a lot of touchdowns on red zone. We didn't enjoy as much as usual. And then we saw so many blowouts. Wasn't a whole lot of close games. We did see a couple overtimes. So that was something different, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I can't remember. They said I think it's we've had an overtime every single week so far on the noon slate, I believe, which is the first time ever. Oh wow, yeah, six weeks in—that's pretty impressive. I didn't notice that. I guess this year, yeah, everybody loves free football. Just more opportunity for the players to get you some points. So, I guess this is our first review episode. I don't really have much else to add. Is there anything you wanted to talk about in particular? Uh, no, not really. I mean, we kind of went through it all there, came through the lineup, and no. Yeah. Happy and content with how mediocre I did today, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I'll have to say I'm uh, actually pretty happy with how it turned out, too. So, all right, well, this is only our second live stream. We're going to keep these going. We're only going to get better. Appreciate any feedback we can get from people. Um, Our next live stream will be Tuesday night. We'll just do a first look at the games on the next slate. We'll go through which games that we like, look at over-unders, maybe discuss some injuries coming out of this weekend, whatever relevant news we have, and then maybe just get on some early week plays because everything changes by the weekend. But I do like to start looking at the player salaries, things that jump out at me, and then obviously the the team over-unders and look for game environment. So we'll be back Tuesday night, 7.30. Yeah. 7.38. We'll figure it out. We'll get it posted. um, And we'll go forward with that. And then catch us again next Saturday. Doing the same thing we did last night. Doing a little preview. We'll build a lineup Sunday. We'll discuss the games. Go over the slate. And uh, we'll review our lineup. So thanks for tuning in. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Obviously on YouTube. And the podcast will be up on Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, and Anchor.